0: It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. It's a great pleasure to be with you. By the way, you can live stream us on the Internet. LarryKudlowShow.com. LarryKudlowShow.com. And you'll hear us all across the country, throughout the world, throughout the solar system and the Milky Way. We're going to bring in my great pal, John Carney, Breitbart News Editor, Economics and Finance, and co-author of the must-read Breitbart Business Digest, also a frequent contributor to the Larry Kudlow Show on Fox Business. John, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Larry. So I'm reading your piece now, uh, Markets Are Back to Fighting the Feds. Very interesting, because you're right. Uh, with all the things going on, uh, inflation, interest rates, the banking uh, issues, um, Market interest rates are falling. That's right. Everything's falling except the Fed's target rate, which went up a quarter to five percent. Um, but I was looking, uh, John. I was looking just this morning. I uh, clicked on the Atlanta Fed GDP. Now they've updated it uh, through yesterday, I guess, and there is still at three point two percent for the first quarter, and. The economy is mixed, but I'll let you talk about it because the question leads, I think, eventually leads to a trade-off. You got the banking problem on the one hand, you got the inflation problem on the other hand, and you also have the Fed's actions. So, what's this going to do? Is he going to raise the inflation target from two to four, or is he going to keep tightening? Or are the, why are the markets such a disconnect with the Fed?
1: Yeah, it's pretty extraordinary because, remember, we just got the new Fed projections out this week. And yet and, – and that shows that the the Fed officials, you know, and this is after Silicon Valley Bank, you know, after all the problems they're seeing, it shows that Fed officials think that they have at least one more hike and that they're going to hold there till the end of the year. If you look at what the market is implying is going to happen – It's a couple hundred basis points of cuts Mm. that there's no more hikes. Mm. And then starting at the next meeting in June, they start cutting and they cut basically 25 basis points every meeting after that. So that either is the market saying they think the Fed is going to check it out, you know, not stay at a 2 percent target or that they think the economy is about to fall off a cliff, Mm. which is Odd, because as you're saying, the first quarter numbers look pretty strong. Mm. We have the you know GDP now numbers coming in very strong. We had yesterday uh, Chris Williamson at Silk at uh, S and P Global putting out the Purchasing Managers Index, saying that the data for March is consistent with about a two percent growth rate. Mm. So you know these are pretty good numbers. And nothing. And of course, we have all the labor market indicators, and we've had falling jobless claims, benefits week after week. We're mm. still below two hundred thousand. These all say, you know, that there's no reason, you know, absent the financial crisis getting worse, which it doesn't appear to be so far. Mm. Uh, there's no reason for the to expect the Fed to start cutting in June. Everything except then you look at things like the inverted yield curve or the uh, index of leading indicators. Those tell you things are going to get really bad pretty soon. So there's a lot of mixed messages coming out of the economy right now.
0: Yeah, the money supply is falling. Commodity indexes very soft, as you say, the leading index of leading indicators. But you have this weird thing. I'm just. I mean, this came up last night on the show with you and and Liz Peak, But the two-year note is 377. And the three-month T-bill is 461, and the Fed funds rate is somewhere as close to 5. And, of course, the 10-year is 337. So you have a deep inversion, upside-down yield curve, which is saying the Fed should be cutting rates. But the Fed doesn't seem to want to cut rates. Now, let me ask you something. I went back, John, just the Fed's target for inflation, right, is the PCE, the personal consumption expenditures deflator. So here are the numbers: the core PCE for the last three months is four percent. For the last twelve months, it's five point four percent. The overall PCE for the three months is five point four, and for the twelve months, four point six. So call it five, say, call the inflation rate five percent, round numbers. Okay, the Fed funds rate is at five. Uh, Or near, you know, four and three quarters to five. Uh, John Taylor from the Hoover Institute, famous economist, Stanford University, and others think you should have the funds rate above the inflation rate. Like Taylor says, the funds rate should be six percent. The markets are saying the funds rate is going to three or something. I don't, I don't get that. I just don't get that.
1: It's a big disconnect. I think the markets are looking at things like the yield curve inversion and saying. Look, that that itself has a tightening effect when you get the yield curve that inverted because banks, it doesn't make sense to lend, right? If they're paying, I mean, look at what happened to the borrowing from the Federal Reserve. That went up a lot last week, right? We saw a tremendous amount of banks coming to the discount window and coming to these new facilities. But they're paying 4.75 for the money they're borrowing from the Fed, right? So what does that mean when they're going to lend it out? It means that they either have to be charging a lot for loans or they're not going to be making a lot of loans that can't afford to pay, you know, the higher bank. So that itself has a contractionary effect. So I think people are looking at those and saying, OK, the Fed charging this much is basically going to cut off bank lending in a lot of places if they go any higher. So maybe they have to come down in order to keep, you know, when you have both the financial crisis going on and this problem with the inverted yield curve, maybe they have to come down. Mm. But, look, I don't see how they come down with inflation running at 5% and unemployment, at you know, below 4%. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't seem to me like Jay Powell and everybody else is going to decide, yeah, we, we we better come
0: down because things might get bad. I mean, things are going really well. Well, your other piece on the Breitbart Business Digest, the Fed is forecasting a contraction. Now, that's interesting. You're saying if you look at their numbers, I guess, for the second half of the year, uh to get a yearly zero point four growth rate, which is what the Fed new estimates are, you'd have to have a pretty big drop in the economy. Is that, is that what That's you're what I, saying?
1: If yeah, if we're grow I mean it's just math. If we're growing at three percent right now and we're you know we're almost beginning the second quarter, if we're growing at two or three percent in March. We're, you know we're going to be growing that much in April, uh, and we're, you know we're. Um, I don't see any sign that we've fallen off a cliff in the last you know two weeks. Mm. So that means we'll we'll have positive growth in both you know, first quarter, second quarter. How do you get all the way down to zero point four? There has to be a big contraction in that third or fourth quarter, or both quarters, in order to get the you know the full year growth rate down that much. So I think you know the implicit message here is the Fed is saying. One that they're going to keep tightening, and two that they're going to tighten into what will be a second half
0: contraction. Well, are they hiding information? I mean, <laughs> see that agrees with what the market is saying, but that does not agree with what Jay Powell is saying. Yeah, you know they hate to
1: they hate to project a recession. Right? Imagine how people would freak out if the Fed said we think we're going to get a negative, you know, growth rate for the year mm-hmm. and we're growing at 3% right now. That would cause a panic and also it creates the impression that the Fed wants negative growth and they'd like to be able to say no we don't want negative growth. We just want, you know, much, you know, we want to slow things down but we're not actually trying to cause a contraction because part of the problem when you're the Federal Reserve and you're basically trying to run the economy is your projection in some ways becomes the reality. When you tell people we're going to grow 0.2%, it's actually kind of hard to grow faster than that because you're communicating the message. We think that's the growth rate that's appropriate for the economic uh, economic circumstances right now.
0: Well, you know, I'm just thinking, John, uh, my pal, uh, my friend Kevin Warsh, uh, former Fed governor for about half a dozen years, he was governor during the meltdown. He's, um, Kevin said on the show that The Fed ought to stop these projections. Just stop them. And, you know, in general, I would suggest maybe that Jay Powell and the rest of them, they just talk too damn much. They, like, you know, like, they're not any, you think they're no smarter than the rest of us. They're no smarter than a sharp, uh, derivatives trader at Goldman Sachs. I mean, maybe they ought to keep their yap shut. I think that Jay powell actually made a mistake when
1: he changed something about the press conference. And this is an extension of, uh, I think, the overcommunication. Jay powell is the first Fed chairman to do the press conference standing up. He, 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 he looks like the U.S. president, right? Like he's Standing at a podium, giving a speech. He shouldn't do that. When they're sitting down, they look like a Fed chairman standing up. It, it looks like the guy who's in charge of the economy. I think you're right that they probably are overcommunicating. communicating I would like to see a study by the Fed. What are the effects of the dot plots? Like, are those actually, you know, constructive to have? Mm. Or have they not been constructive? Because my instinct is maybe they're not very useful, and especially because they're so variable. They change so much. If you look at what they were projecting last year versus this year, they're all over the place. Mm. That might actually be undermining confidence in the Fed rather than supporting it.
0: You know, John, your other, earlier point, when he's standing up behind the podium and he looks like the president, John, he thinks he's the president. That's I think a, so. That's a problem too. It's just so overrated. It's just incredible. Well, we'll leave it there. But anyway, thank you uh, for helping out the way you that's do. That's for me, Larry. Yeah, no, no, folks, you got to read. You got to read uh, the Breitbart Business Digest. It's terrific stuff, John Carney. We'll talk a couple times this week, John. Take care. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to talk some politics. Alvin Bragg cannot indict a ham sandwich. We're going to talk to my old pal Roger Stone, who's going to have a few things to say. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This
1: is the Larry Kudlow Show.